You have to practice hard work. If you don't want to work hard, entrepreneurship is not for you. It's time to stop measuring yourself by everybody else. Be confident in knowing that this is who you are. When you're bettering yourself, you're bettering the lives of your children, your family, and those around you. I'm playing to win. What's up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Boss Babe Life Hacks podcast. I'm your host, Farrell Ray Wynn. Today, we are going to be talking on the topic of grief during the holidays. And I have Miss Kyla Pruitt with me. She is the CEO and founder of Kyla Nicole LLC. She's an international speaker, author, um, an expert in laws and public policy analysis. Um, she's developed a passion for empowering people at a very early age, and she's dedicated her time the, um, to work and inspire people with her life coaching and investing in the minds and hearts of both men and women through her brand. Um, she specializes now in overcome, over, overcoming um, trauma and building businesses from a legal aspect. So today we are going to talk a little bit about um, grief during the holidays and overcoming um, those traumatic sp- experiences during this time of the year. Um, Dr. Kyla, how are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to those that are listening. Um, I'm very excited to be here and to talk about such a sensitive topic, and so thank you. Yes, thank thank you. Um, I was sharing um, with Dr. Kyla a little bit before we got started here that I lost my best friend back in 2016, and um, it was kind of in a time that was near the holiday season, and so it was kind of difficult to Um, navigate through the holidays not having my best friend here to celebrate and you know we're used to talking about what we're getting our siblings for Christmas and she had a son so what she would get her son and the the joys of the holidays of of Thanksgiving and of Christmas which was her favorite time of year and it was kind of difficult for me to um, be happy and live and enjoy myself during that time Um, so I thought it was important to be able to talk on this topic and share um, with you all so Dr. Kyla is going to navigate us through this and we're going to talk about it. But before we dive in, I want to talk to you a little bit about your specialty in overcoming trauma, kind of how you got your start and where that passion came from and and all of that. Yeah, so it's really interesting. I did not start off this way. Um, A lot of people ask like, oh my gosh, how did you kind of get into trauma? It's such a crazy like niche to have. Um, And so I really started off just generally life coaching um, and uncovering maybe the pieces of people just walking in purpose and and over time it just seemed that I would deal with a lot of people that had um, a lot of dark areas in their lives Um, a lot of root issues that weren't necessarily tackled or dealt with Um, and I realized that through my life um, and the things that I had gone through that I had just been able to really speak to people from a very um, personal, relatable way uh, and from experience. And so um, as I kind of continued on and I grew, I really started to want to deal with people that had kind of some of the areas um, that I had, you know, going through divorce or childhood sexual abuse or sexual assault and, you know, losing relationships and Uh, losing family members it was just something that is like wow I remember those times in my life and I want to help other people overcome that I want to help other people kind of get through that because so many people get stuck you know in that it's like they're they don't 
actually know how to navigate life after divorce. They don't know how to navigate life after losing someone, you know, or after being violated or portrayed or something like that. So um, it, it just kind of happened for me. It's like, as I walked through it, God was like, this is what you're going to do. And it's like, oh, not what I expected, but it's something that I'm so fond of now. And I have such a passion to see people um, just grow beyond some of those um, those hurts in their lives. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And it's funny because, like you said, you didn't start here. This wasn't always what, you know, you were doing. You probably didn't even have this in mind at some point. Yeah. <laughs> right. The things that we go through in life, they bring us to our destination you know we start off thinking oh here's what i want to do over here and here's how much money i'm going to make and here's how successful it's going to be and all of that and like you said god is like wait 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 this is your purpose i need you to do this because there's there's people that you're going to be able to reach through your testimony mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. experiences. so i think that's awesome absolutely so being that it is the holiday season and um there's lots of love in the air. There's lots of families gathering together. There are people who are experiencing um, that time of sadness. Maybe they have lost someone. Um, maybe it's not through death, but like you said, through divorce. Or maybe something just went bad in a relationship and they no longer have that person or something to do with their children. There's, there's somebody out there who is experiencing um, some sort of loss with a person in their life right now. Um, so do you have any tips or advice that you would share um, on coping with grief during oh, the Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny. I actually just um, co-authored a book. The The book is From Grind to Grief. Um, and so it's this, this ideology that um, in life, you know, you're going to go through these grieving instances um, and it's going to impact you in a variety of ways. And so, like you mentioned, sometimes when we think of grief, we think of death. Right. Um, and that's it. It's, oh my gosh, somebody died and I'm grieving. Mm -hmm. But we don't realize that when something like that happens to us, we die in several places. Several things in our life is past, you know. And so, you've got yourself that has to adjust. You have your family life that has to adjust. You have your... Um, your activities that have to just there's several different areas of your life that you have to to grieve through so during the holidays it's something that um it's it impacts people in a different way it's it's not like the everyday ordeal because uh when you lose somebody early on or you know say the summer it doesn't make it any less traumatic but you have the ability to um in, in sort of speak keep moving because things are so busy things are so hectic. So you're, you know, you're still working, you're still schooling, you're still living, you're still paying things, you know, life is still moving. But it's almost like when the holiday time comes around, life somewhat slows down, you know, because your job is going to give you time off, your family is traveling in town, your um, friends are taking, you know, some of their PTO because they haven't used it all year. And so it's almost like, oh my gosh, this is really hitting me, even though it may have happened two, three, four, five months ago, it, I'm now feeling it because it's the holiday. And so the first thing that I tell people is you have to get your mindset in the place to understand what's happening. And that's something that we struggle in because we don't necessarily want to accept or embrace what 
what has happened or the season that we're in. We essentially want to um, dance around it and, and say, I'm going to be okay and life is going to move forward and things are going to happen. And so the first thing is that you have to, you have to say it. You have to say, this is what I'm dealing with. You have to accept uh, and once you do that, it gives you more of a realization of, okay, this is where I am. This is the season that I'm in. Um, and because after you've done that, it's, you've now given yourself permission to grieve. You've now given yourself permission to pause and say, I'm not okay. Opposed to before, it was, I'm just going, going, going. I'm just doing, doing, doing. And eventually, I'll get around to it. But you have to pause your life. And you have to embrace it. You have to accept it. And the second thing that once you have embraced it and you've accepted it, now you can actually effectively move into the grieving process. And that is talking about it. That is walking through your emotions and your feelings. That's being transparent with yourself and everybody else around you so that you have a real-time experience on this thing that you're grieving with, you know, whether it is your loss of your relationships or your, you know, the loss of a loved one or if it's the termination of a job or, you know, whatever that thing is that's causing you to kind of get sunken down. Now that you've admitted it, you've accepted it, you've moved into this role of, I have to actually cope now. I have to be transparent about this and I have to get some type of assistance. I have to do what I call self-care. You know, a lot of times we are so, we profess self-care so much, but it's something that we neglect. We neglect ourselves more than we probably would like to admit. Um, it's very easy for us to do it. Um, you know, it's like a woman will say, oh, I'm going to have self-care day and I'm going to go get my hair and my nails done. But really, that's not necessarily your self-care because that's a maintenance area. That's something that you're going to do because you're a woman and you're maintenancing yourself. And so it's, it's things like that that kind of take the place of it. And it's a false uh, reality that we have. It's like, okay, my self-care day is me intentionally not doing something. It's me intentionally taking time out to reflect, to think, uh, to process. That's my self-care day. So that's my you know, my massage, or that's not me running errands, that's not me shopping, that's not something that's going to involve a whole lot of people, because I need to have that time for myself. And so when we're talking about coping, we want to make sure that we're coping in a way that is healthy, and in a way that it's actually going to be beneficial to us, um, because we can mistake those coping mechanisms for you know regular uh processing things and they're really different i totally agree um i just want to backtrack just a little tiny bit um you mentioned that during the summer months it might be different because things are still fast paced there's a lot going on and you know around this time things kind of start to slow down a little bit and you really have time to reflect and um that just reminded me of a friend of mine a couple months ago we were talking and she was kind of you know, she was saying that she was going through some stuff emotionally. She really didn't understand why she was feeling it. And mm -hmm. she, um, prior to this, she had just did this big move and stuff, like moved to the other side of the country and, you know, to a place she doesn't really have family or anything like that, doesn't really know anyone, but she mm -hmm. had an awesome job opportunity and there, there was an amazing door that was open. And so she, you know, she went. And I explained to her that 
when she was back home, there was a lot going on. This is your childhood place. Your family's here. Your friends are here. You got all your stuff. You know where everything is. Everything's just always on the go. Move, move, move. Quick, fast, in a hurry. I said, now you're in a place where you're isolated. You're by yourself. There's not a lot going on. You go home. You, I mean, you go to work, you come home, and that's pretty much it. You don't have too too many friends and, and th- different things like that. I said, so now you were you were so used to the noise. I said, but now it's so quiet, you can actually hear the noise coming from within. Now mm-hmm. you're experiencing that heartbreak. Now you're understanding the pain that was caused through the, that loss that you experienced and different things like that. So I definitely think it has it makes a difference when you have a moment to really sit down and understand like, whoa, something traumatic has happened to me. Um, Something has, I've lost something that's important to me, whether it was a job or a person or a relationship or whatever it might have been. Now, because it's quiet and you have some downtime and you're not so busy, now you can think about it. So I think that that was an important part point that you made that now everything is just kind of in your face. Now you really have to deal with it and face it. So what are some ways that, aside from self-care, which was an awesome um, point that you made as well, because we do think, oh, hair, hair, mani-pedi, like that's me mm-hmm. taking care of uh-uh. you, you said that so perfectly that that's maintenance. Like that's just, you're gonna do that regardless, but really checking in with yourself is essential. So what are some ways that we can do that? Be able to sit down and really check in with ourselves and make sure that we're where we need to be. So I recommend with everybody um, is that When you wake up in the morning, one of the first things that you need to do is take 30 minutes to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is not the 30 minutes that you take to pray. This is not the 30 minutes that you take to lay out your clothes. This is when you've prepped for your day and you're ready to rock and roll. You've done your prayer time. You're, you know, getting ready to move. You need to take 10 to 30 minutes to yourself just to gather yourself, just to... Um, really gather a game plan. Um, And you need to do the same thing at nighttime. You know, after you've settled yourself and you've gotten everything ready for the next day, you need to take another 10, you know, 30 minutes to yourself. Um, And they look really different. You know, in the morning time, you're getting a game plan, you're getting your thoughts in order, you're looking at your to-do list, you're just doing everything so that you're not ambushed or um, overly uh, overwhelmed. And this is especially important if you are going through a grieving process um, or some type of loss or traumatic um, situation, because you have to, as I said earlier, prepare your mindset. Um, and then at the end of the day, you need to be doing your, your, your highs and your lows, you know, your wins and your losses. Like this is what I'm, you know, if I'm grieving a relationship, then this is day you know, 10 of this thing that I've been dealing with and I'm emotional and today I did really well at this and I didn't do so good at this. Um, And that's just, you know, the number one thing. And I am a really big fan of journaling and writing um, and getting thoughts out of your head. A lot of people are like, oh, that's not important. That's not needed. But during the grieving process, when you're coping, um, sometimes your mind it just constantly runs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you replay and you do your shoulda, woulda, couldas and your I, I shoulda this and I forgot about that or I miss this. And so it's really important to take some time and just to get out of your own head um, because sometimes we are our worst enemy. 
um, and we, we don't give ourselves permission and we don't give ourselves enough grace um, when we're going through this because we feel like, okay, it happened. I need to deal with it. I need to move on and I need to figure it out. And we really don't give ourselves the adequate, um, the, it's like the proper steps to really dive into myself. Um, and so those are really two thing, two great things that I think um, is really important. Another thing that I think is important, um, you know, when you're going through a grieving process, outside of taking that time for yourself, restructuring your day and journaling, but I think it's really important um, to build yourself up. And so um, I take time to tell people when you're going through um, this process and you've done your highs and your lows, now it's like I have to take any, any negative thought that I'm thinking or feeling. And I need to make sure that I intentionally replace that, you know, with a positive thought. And I really need to write that down. I really need to see it, you know, so I need to have a sticky note somewhere or I need to have somewhere where I can see whatever it is that I'm, you know, dealing with. If it's the loss of a loved one um, and it's a particular thing that they used to do or a habit that you guys had or um, some form of bond, um, you know, that you, you kind of have, you have to take that activity and not necessarily dispose of it, but figure out how to replace that, how to honor that person in that process. You know, if it's every night we would have us a five minute, um, you know, conversation or we would recap our days or we would something like that. Okay, then take that same energy that you have there and turn that into, okay, I'm going to write to myself or I'm still going to have this, continue on this tradition um, that I have with this person to kind of keep me on my toes until I can get through this process. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we just move on so fast mm -hmm. um, and we just think that I just got to get over it. I just got to get over it because we as women wear so many hats that it's we don't ever take the time to really say this is this was a big part of my life and I do need help in this area um, and so what can I tangibly do to help myself in this area can you share with us um, some lessons that you've learned personally from your own experiences so my top three just from grief mm -hmm. grieving um Oh man! You probably need like fifty. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. Just get I, I'm, what you can, girl. I'm thinking in my mind, like, I can do this. I can do this. Three? <laughs> okay. I'll okay. I can do it. So, okay. My top three. Um, man. Okay. So simplified. Okay. Um, if I could simplify this in the best way, it's gonna sound so crazy. But the, the number one thing that I learned um, in grieving um, was that, one, it's okay to not be okay. Hmm. Um, and that sounds so cliche and it sounds so basic. But when you are going through and you hold yourself to a standard and you have an expectation of what you think you should be doing and how you think you should be feeling, um, even though people are telling you, if you don't believe that, you're not going to be okay. And you have to look for me to not be okay. It's okay for me to not have the answer. It's okay to not be able to describe my feelings. It's okay for me to cry. It's okay for me to be in a funk today. Um, it's okay to not be okay. I, I cannot stress that 
enough in any situation. And the second one that I would say, um, which again, it's going to sound like, excuse me, uh, hopefully I don't offend anybody, but not only is it not okay to, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but you have to know that it's not the end of the world. Every day you are on this earth, you get the opportunity to be great. Every day above ground is a new day to walk in your purpose, greater at the thing that God has placed in your heart to do. And so it's like understanding that, okay, this thing happened to me, but it is not who I am. It is not going to define me. And I just made a decision that it's not the end of the world. This is not the worst thing on the planet. The worst thing on the planet is me not waking up. Because now I don't have the opportunity. I've run out of time. So understanding that, okay, it's not the end of the world. Today is a bad day. But I'm going to continue to go to bed, get up, go to bed, get up. And one day the sun shines. And it's like, wow, how did I make it? You just made it. You just did it by the grace of God. Um, So that would be number two. And then the last one would be... um, that it's a lifelong process. You don't ever completely get over your grief. Like you don't ever, it doesn't go away. It's not like a magic button that says, oh, it's been three years, I'm good. And I don't think about it. It, it, it doesn't. It's unrealistic of us to really say, well, it's been five years now. Why am I not over it? Because your life is like an onion. And every new season, every new phase, uh, you're going to pull back layers. Um, you're going you're gonna to see your life in different angles. And you're going to think that, I thought I conquered that, and I thought I dealt with that. But wow, I never seen it from this way, or I didn't know that it hurt me that way, and I'm in process. And as long as you can keep that perspective... You won't go into the sunken, dark, depressing place of, I can't believe I'm still thinking about that. Wow. Um, I truly believe that God knits our hearts back together. And I believe that um, I believe that there will come a time in everyone's process where certain situations, you will always remember it, but you won't feel it. And that's when I believe that you're healed. But a lot of people will say, well, just the fact that I thought about it means that I'm still going through. No. It means that there's a lesson from it. It means that there's an embedded memory. It means that there's a healed scar. It means that you were triumphant and you were victorious in this area. I just because I remember it doesn't mean that I failed the test. And I feel like that's really important um, for people to understand. You know, I am remarried. I am, um, you know rebuilt my life. God has redeemed me, restored me, all of that. But I still remember my divorce. I still remember that dark time. You know, I still remember what that was like, which is how I'm able to walk in my purpose to help someone else. Now, I don't feel it. I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. I'm not cursing and fussing. You know what I'm saying? But I remember, I remember, you know, when I was sexually assaulted, I remember the pain that that was in the agony you know I remember losing my grandma I remember those things but I'm also fueled by the passion to help someone else get out of that place that I was in 
And so if I had to say those are like my top, top three, I know they're lengthy, but those are like my top, you know, three moments. It's like, it's okay to not be okay. And it's not the end of the world. And to understand that it's a lifelong process. And I feel like those three things will just carry you so far, you know, in process. It's almost like whatever you're dealing with, if you can apply those three things, I, I feel like you'll make it over the hump, you know, and, and you'll be okay. Wow. And those are just three, <laughs> but they're life-changing. <laughs> those, those are like the points. The best top three is of, of any list in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, it's the stuff that, you know, no one tells you when you're going through it's you know everyone gets the cliche response or the you know the coddled version or this and it's like listen these these this is it you know this is how you navigate through these processes and like you say you know in the holiday season sometimes it's tough but realizing that okay it's the holiday time I recognize that this is a sensitive time for me, which means that when something happens, I'm not going to beat myself up. Mm. And I realize that, okay, even though these loved ones aren't here, I have other friends, I have other family members. So I'm going to take that time because I'm above ground and enjoy and make memories with those people that I still can. And then when I'm done with that, I'm going to know that, okay, next year, this may look so different. The year after that, it may look so different. And the year after that, I might get married and have a baby, and I might feel different, and that is okay. Wow. And, I mean, it's important, too, to know you never replace that person, so don't ever try to do that because Mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. But like she said, since we have time left with our other loved ones, make sure that we're spending that time. That was something that I learned, too, like, I wanted to be, after losing my best friend, I wanted to be more intentional about spending time with my family, spending time with my friends, making sure that my friends are okay, making sure that everyone's, you know, if I, if they need me, that I'm there for them because you're going to, you know, God forbid you lose them anytime soon, but at some point you may not have them in your life or you may not be in theirs. So like you said, it's important to spend time and make those memories with those other people that you do love. But Dr. Kyla, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your information, telling us all your business. <laughs> we totally appreciate it. And I really hope that this helps someone. And if you're going through um, grief during this holiday season, I hope that this helped you. I hope it encouraged you. And I hope that you take the advice that she gave us today to be able to apply it to your life and know like, you know, you can make it through and you're going to be okay. And it's okay not to be okay. If you don't feel so great right now, like you're going to be fine at some point. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel and everything is going to work itself out. Just give yourself time, pace yourself and, and love yourself. Check in with yourself, time with yourself. Um, so Dr. Kyla, before we go, could you tell us how we can connect with you or follow you or keep up with your brand? My website is kylanicole.org. My information is all on my website. I tell people I am not hard to get a hold of. You can email me anytime at inquiries at kylanicole.org. Um, my work phone number is on there. So I tell folks, listen, if you need something or you need someone or you have issues, questions, concerns, please, please, please reach out to me um, because I this is what I do and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, otherwise, follow me on social media. 
uh, to keep up with the latest and the greatest. And I'm just so thankful uh, that you, you know, had me on. I hope that everyone um, has a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Um, hope that you are closing out 2018 strong and ready for 2019. Wow, that's awesome. I thank God for you. I really wish I had you a couple years ago because I definitely needed to hear all of this. So thank you for sharing. Um, again, I hope it I hope it, it, it encouraged somebody and I really hope that you took all this information into account because it does help. And this, the information she shared today, some of it I learned a year after and some of it I'm just learning today. So I hope that you will write it down if you if it didn't even hit you today or it doesn't really resonate with you right this second or you don't fully understand it you can't wrap your mind around it you need to go back rewind and write write some of this stuff down and take some notes because it's going to come in handy and it's going to help you and it's going to change your life so again thank you so much for being with us and thank you listeners for tuning in this has been another episode of the boss babe life hacks podcast i'm your host farrah laray win make sure you tune in for a new episode every tuesday um, for new life hacks on how to be a boss and a babe.